What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to yet another episode of Pittsburgh Baseball Now's very own podcast, um, or Two and a Half Gringos for the Cool Cats, the the guys and gals who have been with the podcast for quite a while. How's it going? Uh, I hope you guys are well. We haven't talked in a little while. Um, I was in Altoona, and some other things happened. Uh, it's where we couldn't get together uh, on dates we'd like to. Altoona was fun. We'll, maybe we'll dive a little more into that at the end of the episode. Excuse me. But I'd like to introduce uh, my co-hosts for the evening. Unfortunately, Big Bear isn't going to be here tonight, uh, having some technical issues. Um, but first, let me introduce Nola Jeffy. What's going on, buddy? How we doing? You know, another uh, beautiful day of cutting the grass and then podcasting. Hell yeah, man. And now we, we've wanted to get this gentleman on for quite a while to discuss some uh, intricacies and, and specific things. Um, and, and you know him quite well on Twitter, Pirates Twitter anyways. And that's Ethan Houlihan. What's going on, buddy? I'm doing fine. How are you guys? Excellent. Excellent. Glad to have you on the show, man. Um, the, the, you know, the reason we hit you up earlier was because we wanted to dive into some, a little too early rule five talk. There's quite it a very, it is very early. It, yeah. Very, very early. Um, About three months earlier. Just so you we got November 14th. These decisions will be made for what it's worth. Yeah. Yeah. But we know, we know it's a topic that pirates Twitter loves. Yes, yes, we know that all too well. Um, there's quite a few names on that list. Uh, and, you know, you sent us, Nola and I, the list uh, a little earlier uh, in the week. Um, and you gave us your thoughts on who potentially could be locks, who could uh, be close to locks, some notables and things of that sort. So if you wouldn't mind, Ethan, getting us underway here. Um, just discuss your list a little bit here and who you think is going to be a lock and so on and so forth. Yeah, for anyone who doesn't know, all this information is on the uh, public spreadsheets that I used to have pinned to my profile. So now they aren't currently there, but if you want to, every now and then I'll tweet out the links. And if, in my opinion, you should have it favorited anyway. <laughs> um, so I'll, there's a whole tab there with every rule five date for all every player not on the 40 man roster. And I have nifty formulas to tell me that when and who. So it's all, it's all there for you. The pirates have been doing a very good job this season of kind of making this discussion. That's usually an interesting one. Not all that kind of anticlimactic. They've added a bunch of people during the season and i know i sent you that list too you know it's cody yeah. bolton majinski nick gonzalez quinn priester even alika williams who you, you know they they acquire him you'd think oh they probably would have protected him if not called him up so a lot of those decisions have already been made there's in my opinion there's one kind of surefire lock and to me that's sung che chang who's currently playing very well in Altoona. Mm -hmm. Didn't start off didn't start off that well. Uh, I, I think I was actually at his first among his first games in Altoona, if not his first. And he just did not perform quite well. But he has really been playing a whole lot better now. And that kinda at the beginning of the season I kind of thought, hey, I want to see how he does starts the season, if he can get to Altoona, 
And then I kind of considered him as a definite, and that seems to be what's happening. Agree, disagree, what, where are you guys? No, yeah, I, I definitely uh, agree with Chang. Um, and it's kind of funny you mentioned, I'm going to do a little uh, shameless plug here uh, with my Chang article from Pittsburgh Baseball now, uh, just because I have to. Um, when I talked to Caleb hey. Scrab, <laughs> when I talked to <laughs> Caleb Scrab about Chang, um, he said when he first came up, he was uh, a little apprehensive. Um, he, he kind of uh, equated it to dipping your toe in the cold water and not sure how cold it's going to be. Um, and, and one of his main issues was he was hitting the ball in the air way too much in Altoona. And uh, from the pitchers I've talked to there, it's kind of like a graveyard. It's a, a vast difference coming from Greensboro to Altoona when it comes to hitting the ball in the air. Um, and, and you all should know what Greensboro is like <clears throat> with the home runs there. And, uh, you know, they, they kind of fixed his swing a little bit. And now he's not hitting the ball more on the ground. Um, but he's kind of barreling it up a little more and starting to dip his whole body instead of his toe into the water. And he's played extremely well since that little uh, hiccup when he got called up to Altoona. Uh, Nola, where where are you at with Chang? Um, do you feel like he's a definite lock? Because I, I would think he would be. I imagine he would be. And then especially if you think about some of the players that they've uh, favorited over the past few years, he kind of fits that profile where he's a, uh, high hit tool kid that he's really fast and at least of the middle infeeder types they have, he's probably one of the better fielding at shortstop. Um, I mean, the question is in a lot of people's eyes, will the power really show up much, which it, in terms of extra base hits, it has at least doubles, triples a lot more lately. Um, you know, but I guess shameless plug to our previous podcast we've done <clears throat> over this season. I mean, he, he did in Greensboro pretty much what we expected. Yeah. And that's why it even it's just even making me think about it now. I wonder if that is part of the process of translating to Altoona from Greensboro is because, you know, you can have a certain type of swing where balls are just going to fly out easily. I think even just the Bubba Chandler game the other day, there were – there were at least two of those home runs probably weren't out in another park unless it was Greensboro or even Asheville in high A. But and I could I could see how maybe I don't want to say got in his head, but Cheng was hitting a lot more fly balls in Altoona, but it was like warning track power yeah. type fly balls that probably go out in Greensboro, but they're not gonna go out in Altoona. So he probably, you know little tweaked like it's like okay a little more line drivey type swing hits because you know he is a very little guy so um and you never know i mean mechanically you, you could probably find some more power in there eventually but i mean that's not really what we're looking for out of him so but long, the long about way to say that yes i think he will especially of the options available. I think he's a lock pretty much. Yeah. Um, and, and I, I, I would figure you'd agree with me. He's not the slappy type hitter. Like Adam Frazier kind of is. He's, he's a slap. Hitter. I, I don't see Chang as a slap hitter because he hits the ball hard. It's just the launch angles aren't, uh, you know, 20, 30 home runs a year type of uh, power. He hits it's the just ball a hard. nice, yeah, yeah, it's just a nice line drive swing. Well, that's why. And then, Going kind of into what I was saying with the whole 
power swing. Like, part of me feels like maybe that's why even like Gorski or Frazier, when they first got to uh, Altoona, their games translated like initially because those are big, strong boys with a lot of power. So they can muscle balls out, but that that's not going to happen with a Chang. Yeah. And Ethan, on your list here, um, speaking of Matt Gorski, uh, you put him under the category of <laughs> a player who fans think should be added. And, you know, I kind of wanted to get your two cents on this, man. Uh, why did you come with come up with that decision? You know, what was the whole uh, thought process into this? Was it the age, injuries, where he's at type of thing? Or, you know, was there more formulas involved there? Oh, I thought you meant just that category because <laughs> I was, I was, fans don't seem to get the Rule 5 draft. They're like, protect every single 35-plus value, future value player that you can. We're going to lose them all. I love this player. He's my favorite. And There's not considering you know, who, who will get drafted, what, what kind of players get drafted, what profiles. And it's just... You see every everything it never fails. It's I want to protect 18 players. And you know, that just doesn't make sense. Or even that's hyperbolic. But I mean, I you know, you see people suggest five to eight names and why and what and in what world do you see this? Yeah. But I mean, someone like Gorski specifically, I mean, he's been in he's been injured some this season, right? He's yeah. only and was last year and has always had some high K problems. And even just specifically when I say profiles, you don't quite, it's not as often, it's more, more often than not, if someone isn't protected one year, I think, you know, their chances go down as, as they move on that you're really not going to protect someone you have, who has gone on unchosen before, unless that player just skyrockets in value and just like totally breaks out which yeah. of course Gorski has not so there's he is amongst a, another a significant group um probably most notable Malcolm Nunez in my opinion he was a very hot commodity last year and I even kind of fell for it myself I talked myself out of my start stance of you never <laughs> first baseman never never get protected very rarely, you know, yeah. unless I guess you're Will Craig, and then you see how that turned out. But <laughs> it's just it, it's just a profile that just never, rarely if ever gets selected. And you know you've got your Mason Martins and and Malcolm Nunez and that kind of same deal. And Nunez has been okay whenever he's been on the field this season. Again, someone who's who's just now coming back from injury. And I actually think there might be a chance that he finds his way onto the roster before the end of the season. Um, at least I did a little earlier in the year. I don't know if it's I'm confident now in that. And of course, you wouldn't need protected if that happens. Right. But right now, I'm leaning to he he's not going to be called up, and then he's not going to be protected. But that's my little spiel on my this kind of funny tongue in cheek category that I put for you guys to consider. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, the you know, just to, I, I guess, spur off of that Nunez discussion, um, I, I assume the Rivas acquisition kind of nicks that um, to where Nunez probably wasn't going to get that call regardless. Um, 
Nola, you, you feel the same with that? What was that? You feel the same with that as well? The Reebok <clears throat> acquisition kind of uh, nixed? Yeah, probably. And <clears throat> I, I know I, I was uh, one of the people going hard at everyone that was like, we need to protect Nunez. And I'm like, why? Yeah. I'm like, he because like Ethan said, he was a, pretty much a first base profile. I know they've tried him at third base, which I'll give him credit for a big boy. He looks pretty smooth, but <clears throat> that's you know is what it is. It's just it's not gonna spot he's gonna stay at yeah. by any means, and it's not like he's even if he was like a prolific defensive first baseman. Um, Saying especially this year, he was another one where it's like he came over and it seemed like he rode a hot streak into hitting well. And because the thing I was always talking about was the fact that, uh, you know, a lot of his home runs came in a very, very hitter friendly park. And aside from that, he just had extremely high ground ball rates. And it seemed like that's happening again, where it's just like a lot of ground balls, which doesn't really let the power play. So double A, correct? When the Pirates picked him up, yeah, okay. yeah, that's what I thought. And yeah, it was the Cardinals double A team, and it, it was a Springfield, like, yeah, I, th- I think it was, yeah, because Memphis is triple A, I believe it's Springfield, yeah. and it's it was it was a big time hitters park. I think he had he had like 17 home runs, and 16 of them were at home, something like that, yeah, <laughs> but uh. <laughs> And then, like, like Gorski, the thing I actually think with Gorski is that I could actually see him being someone that could randomly be picked in a Rule 5 draft, but the same, I wouldn't say he's someone to protect, though. Yeah. Um, that's a risk I'm willing to take as well. Just to- Yeah. To- that's one of those random ones where it's like he's toolsy enough that he might be like, hey, let's just give him a spring training or a couple games and see what happens kind of deal. Yeah. Just because also, also one, available tools. Also one who would never survive though long term i don't think no no yeah which so, that's another piece that fans often forget that not only do they need selected but they need to last. stick around even though even though i do think there's something to be said for it really hinders your development um yeah i've i've never really but, dug into any anything that but like, i think that's yeah i think that's another case that we're i mean he's I don't think he is 26 yet, but he's almost 26. So even the selecting teams and be like, look, he's 26. So if something happens, something happens. If not, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, similar thing happened to Oviedo with the Pirates, correct? Not Johan, but the uh, past Oviedo, right? Luis? Oh. Yeah. If my memory serves <laughs> correct. Um, what do you mean? I mean, he survived the year, but then they let him go. Uh... That's I'm trying to get the timeline correct because that whole timeline is – well, yeah, they ended up DFAing him, didn't they? It was early in the year. Was it for Chase DeYoung? <laughs> it might have been. That that's hysterical. If if so, <laughs> that's really <laughs> hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> Which and I mean that's another avenue of about it too. Is in the past couple of years, if you looked at the forty man roster, I think I mean that's why like a lot of times I'd be like, I mean, protect these five six guys or plus because like the. There's a lot of just like lanyap on this roster. That's why, like last year, I was like, "You're really gonna let not protect Blake Sable over Chase DeYoung, or yeah. you picked up Ryan Villad and you're not gonna protect him." Like it just makes it made no sense. 
I have like, my transaction file open. It was Chase DeYoung. And <laughs> that's when Rowanzi had went back down. Okay. And so Oviedo was the 40-man spot, and Rowanzi went down after that's, that, his little brief. That's unfortunate. <laughs> the Pirates never really gave Oviedo a chance either. What did he pitch in, like? maybe six appearances or something to that. Like, I don't know the exact number, but they threw him in a garbage time. Yeah. Well, it was one of those where like, the, I think like his first appearance, it was like, Holy crap. And he, he's got some decent stuff. And then it's almost like it was just never the same after that. Yeah. And then he kept getting hurt too, I think. And yeah, very flash in the pan type player. Yeah. Um, he was in Cleveland for a little bit after Last year, he was on their 40-man at one point, I think, and I don't know where he's kicking around right now. But No, he, he's in their minors right now. He's still with Cleveland. Okay. Yeah, because I remember Luis pitching last year for Cleveland in the minor leagues. Or some mm-hmm. of the Pirates face Oviedo, I think, at one point. Yeah, like, he, he was in, like, uh, Akron last year at some yeah. point. Okay. Um, the, the next guy, and, and I, I was kind of – intrigued by this ethan and i'm not questioning your judgment here but ashcraft to me is a lock just for the mere fact of the way he's pitching now and i think teams would be willing to take a chance on a guy like that um i know the injury history and things of that sort but i don't know that i i would put ashcraft at a near lock so where or better than a near lock a lock so where are you at with the thought process on Ashcraft's Ethan? And um, you know, what just got you there? Yeah, I called it a near lock, which actually I redid my I've been keeping a 2024 projected payroll too, and I just moved him into it. And the only reason is just he was of course just coming off of Tommy John this season. And has pitched in basically every level. He, of course, a lot of it was was rehab. You know, he officially was activated and and where did he pitch it all? And he rehabbed in Bradenton, I think, right? And was yeah. activated mm-hmm. in Greensboro. Yeah. And now he's in Altoona, and he's making short stints. They're starting to watch his innings now, and it's just a matter of I'm sure that they would like to see him build up if they see it for see him as a starter in the future to see if he can kind of handle that innings limit moving forward, you know, a year out of after Tommy John. And so it's just a matter of if that, is that someone who a team would be willing probably in short stints in the, in a bullpen in a rule five role, I could, I mean, I could see him being, I don't want to say successful, but surviving, but, is that just, you know, is that something that a team is willing to willing to gamble on? I probably do think the Pirates will probably find it reasonable enough to want to see that development while he's on their roster. So I it was I put him as didn't I just see Chang as just a definite like if this is happening and absolutely Ashcraft just a step below, you know, you kind of how you do tiers and I mean it's just that there's at least a discussion to be had there is kind of what I was getting at whenever no, I put fair. them in different. That's fair. But no, I, I probably would if I, you know, forced to, I, and you know, if, 
come November or whatever it is, and it's the final day, and you say, okay, this is who I think, I'm sure he'll probably end up there, barring something catastrophic here in the last couple weeks. But he's definitely performed well enough, and he's showing out enough, I think, right now. Yeah. Shooting up. Shooting up. I, I can't imagine that. I said this at one point. I mean, him and Burroughs were drafted the same year, and, you know, Burroughs was knocking on the door, expected to, before his injury this year, was expected to be a, a major piece. Yeah. And Ashcraft gets, gets hurt, and it's just, it's stunning how far back Tommy John can set you, not necessarily developmentally, mm-hmm. but just, you know, your, your timeline of when you're expected to show up. So, I mean, for anyone who doesn't know, this is Ashcraft's second year of eligibility, but of course, no one, you know, wouldn't have been sniffed last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's, is Ashcraft? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you, but no, you're good. Question uh, for both of you: do, do you think Ashcraft's would be a prime candidate for like a fall league type thing? Ah, uh, there. I, I mean, they're already didn't. His last start was it a start? Did he end up on the development list? I, I don't know. Uh, yeah, he's currently on the development list. Yeah. Okay. He, so he I mean, just I, the same thing just happened with Solomito. He came off and did what one inning. Um, I don't know if it was scheduled to be an inning, but he only did an inning coming yeah. off the development list. I I kind of I bet they're on the same kind of schedule at this point. So I don't. Are they gonna want to? How many more innings does he have left in them? You know what I mean? Right. Mm-hmm. It's just that name and the fact that he's missed so much time. I would think the fall league would be a, a prime place to kind of get him more innings. But then you also got to look on the cautionary side of things. Um, and that's typically that's typically players who miss innings in season. Yeah. Um, in season injuries, yeah. and then you come back healthy, and then who didn't meet their workload in the season? You know what I mean? Yeah. And I'm 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 betting he's he's up against that workload i can't say for sure but that would be simply a guess but it makes sense it makes sense um nola where are you at with ashcraft um on the whole lock near lock um uh i mean i i i would look at him as essentially basically as near lock maybe just a step behind cheng maybe but I, I I think he should be. I mean, I was even just looking, and <clears throat> he's had eight appearances in Altoona. He's only been scored on once. Mm-hmm. That was the one start where he got kind of lit up, gave up five runs, three earned, and that, that's the only time he's been scored on. Um, and then I think I mentioned to y'all before, I was kind of going based off of Aaron Shortridge, who had come off Tommy John and hadn't pitched. He, he hadn't pitched from 2019 until 2022, and in 2022 he pitched – uh what is it, 64 and a third yeah and this year he's already up to 115 and a third so with ashcraft at what 52 and two thirds i i imagine it'll be kind of winding down a little bit which is probably why he's on the development list um he's been on it for about a week now um but at least watching him i mean we we've mentioned him a couple times to where um the stamina and endurance is going to be the biggest question with him of whether he's going to be a starter going forward or a Cody pitcher, but <laughs> yeah, or, or a Cody pitcher and which, and, and even then I think the stuff he has, if they were to push him into a bullpen role, I think he has high potential. Um, Cause he gets up into the high nineties. 
Um, he has he's shown like really strong command and control of his all his pitches. Has his velo dropped yeah. off later on in games? Because yeah. I paid attention to that a couple a couple ticks. Yeah, later on in starts, it'll start dropping. And that's where, you know, it's a question of, you know, give him a full off season. And that's where maybe you don't put him to Arizona just because you're like, no, we want you to get a complete, full, healthy off season of just yeah. training regimen, get healthy, stronger, yada, 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 come out in spring. And, you know, if he's holding 96, 97 for five plus innings, I mean, I think we're going to have something special with him just because, again, the, the fastball and it's velo, the command, uh, his breaking balls look phenomenal and they're all pitches he's putting where he wants all over getting a lot of swing and miss i mean he's a big old texan boy so phenomenal I, too in the clubhouse yeah. i saw his hair flowing after the after the shower and he was changed i was like holy uh, smokes i need to get on that level because <laughs> i'm not quite there yet you know what i mean i gotta get there but um, you, you you sent Hannah a text and said, "Sorry, baby, I found someone." Yeah, I told her you better watch out. I got options now. <laughs> um, and and Ethan, I, I kind of wanted to get your two cents on this man before we start moving into uh, other topics here. But I've discussed with at least two or three people on hand uh, about Jace Bowen and how he's a severe risk to get picked in the Rule Five, and I think the conversations I've had with uh, I'm not going to name names. Um, don't quite understand how the rule five works. Like you've said, and I, I see why you put him on fans will think he should get added. So I kind of wanted to get your thoughts, uh, on Jace Bowen specifically, um, in that aspect. Yeah. He just hit 2020, right? Yeah. Like just Jace. within the last couple days, he, one of my main concerns is he's been moving level by level and because he spent all of last season in Bradenton, correct? Or he did he maybe at the end of the season for a little bit? He was end up like end of the yeah, season, he, Greensboro. Yeah, he got bumped at the end of the season, Greensboro, yeah. And right before we started talking out of curiosity, I pulled up the four now four off seasons in which Ben Charrington is a project protected players. And the only, the large majority of them have been in Indianapolis. O'Neill Cruz was in double A the season before he was protected, as was Jack Swinsky and Jared Triolo. And the only ones who came from high A at the time was Max Cranick and Rodolfo Castro. Of course, that was before they even, they set out all of 2020. They were in then high A Bradenton at the time. And presumably, you know, that 2020, they'd have been in Altoona, more than likely. But Leo Pagero, of course, who was going to get protected because, and if not selected because he was a top prospect at the time. And Jace Bowen is not that. He starts all over the field, kind of, you know, jack of all trades, master at none. And it's just, would he... I don't know. I mean, I, if I were to pick a third player, because I think this is going to be a sparse class, if I were to pick a third player, it would probably be Jace Bowen. But I just I just don't know if I... He he was not enough to me to put in that near lock with Ashcraft. So then the, the next 
I definitely see him though as a hot name that play that fans are going to be discussing, but I just don't know if I if I see it. But now, I mean, Jared Trula was a surprise to me last year, and he's kind of along those same lines. You know, Trula was kind of moving all over the field, if only because he didn't really have a place third. But I mean, I mean, Bowen literally has played everywhere. Everywhere except catcher. That I'm sounds sure. everywhere. Everywhere but shortstop, catcher, and pitcher. Oh, he didn't play shortstop. I thought he did once. Mm-hmm. He's been playing a lot of field recently, though. Last well, year, he might... why... this year, Last... this year he exclusively. I have start now. I keep a file with start. Now that doesn't say hey where he moved maybe mid game, yeah. but his eleven starts at first base, and then everything else has been in the outfield. No, well, that's what I, I think. That's one of those that just over the season, because obviously Hudson Head went on like the sixty days. Siani struggled a lot, and just the way I, I since the Greensboro outfield has kind of, for lack of a better term, fell apart. Um, he's he's been primarily outfield center for quite a while now. Between yeah, center field splits between like him and Trace Gonzalez yeah. right now. But you're you're right. Last year it was more spread out. First, second, there was one mm. start at third, and then outfield starts, but none at shortstop. So this season, it's it's a lot less. But then again, they have all they, they have all these outfielders on the thirty man when to thirty man, forty man, and I just I don't know. Could I I. It's just one of he's one of those things that again I could see fans really getting all up in arms. How did we not protect Jace Bowen? And then <laughs> he's never going to get selected. Now, more more likely would he be someone who was more likely to stick than say like a a Gorski, maybe. But I just don't know if I'm going to leave sleep over Jace Bowen. This is just a random question, but where was Akil Badu when he was selected in the R five? A ball. Was he a ball? Mm-hmm. I thought so. I I just kind of drew comparisons between Badu and uh, Bowen in terms of where they were at, the type of player they are. I don't know. That's where I well, drew. And that's where when it's almost kind of in the same breath as even talk about Gorski, where it's just like he's a very high toolsy kid, speed, power, uh, plays plays defense well, so. It's possible. I mean, he's, you know, like you said, like Akil Badu, he's toolsy enough that someone could take a play on him because he's still relatively uh, young, too. If I'm not, he'll be 20, 23 in September, I believe. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of old for high A, but it's still when that's what, when that's what's kind of getting me thinking right now. Like, I mean, he's played well enough and been playing well enough. It is kind of curious that they haven't pushed him to Altoona yet. So, Great. I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll happen in the next week or two. Give him a little play up there. Because I... I The way I'm looking at it, I could see... I could honestly... I could see Nicholas getting protected. <clears throat> that Yeah. I mean, that's a possibility. Um, pushing, I, like I think... Well, that's what I'm saying. I think pushing him to the bullpen and letting his stuff play up, uh, depending on how these last few weeks go, I I, I could see him being someone that would uh, get protected just as a bullpen arm. Yeah, I mean Thursday. Um, and then pretty hot. 
It was a pretty. Yeah, was I a, think. It, I think ahead. he's making the roster. I think he's making the roster before the uh, year is out. Probably. They, I, they I need. See that. They they need they need so much pitching. It's just yeah. you know it's going to be the duct tape moving into yeah, September. And, and I, I, I with with and he's not a guy with the kind of stuff which is kind of funny. I was thinking about it uh, with some one of the guys I was uh, discussing on the 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 bod squad. Bucks on deck site. Yo, about, uh, yeah, we were talking about uh, Jared Jones and the type of stuff he has, and it even just kind of got me thinking, you know, because uh, I forget who Murphy liked Nicholas to. I, I don't think it was Jared Jones. It might have been Jared Jones, but it's just it's the type of stuff where he's got very good stuff. It's just the command has never come around, but that's where you can throw him in a bullpen and it probably would play up. And yeah, he hit. I don't think it was exactly 99, but it was like 98.6 or something out of the pen the other day. We round up. So, round up. Yeah, we, we round up. Even numbers. And I I was I was looking out I, of curiosity though. It doesn't look like it's going all that well, right? I don't know how he's looking in games, but it doesn't look like the uh well it's sorry, that's, the stat line. He, he only recently got moved to the bullpen though. He he had been a starter all this time. His bullpen number, <laughs> like true bullpen. Uh, have been fairly well in AAA, because I think they threw him in a couple spot starts, like an inning or two, didn't they? Yeah. Well, that's right. And then when he first moved up, originally he was a starter, and then he was one of those guys where they would use a, an opener for him. And I think now he's like straight in the pen. Mm-hmm. Oh, the, oh yeah. Well, here's his. Well, although that's probably a little not exactly entirely one inning, but I'll say his reliever numbers aren't fantastic but i don't know he's someone i think could potentially he, he might be someone that goes to uh arizona too to where the, they want him to show as a reliever i don't know he he might be this year's colin selby where that surprised everybody i'm interested to see who the pirates select for their the fall league honestly because there's a yeah. lot of interesting names out there that they could select i'm not just i'm mm-hmm. just not sure if they will select them yeah, Selby's Selby's a good point because I don't think he gets protected if uh, you know, you're you're making those decisions and let's just whenever September, you know, before he went and lit the fall leg, fall, mm-hmm. fall ball up and showed out there and and drew everyone's eyes onto that by all this all this stuff. He was it was a lot of discussion on his stuff if I remember correctly, right? Yeah, yeah, everyone everyone was pumping his stuff. Yeah, and <laughs> up in his beard as well. Phrasing, <laughs> praising his yeah. <laughs> so, oh, I said phrasing. He said pumping his stuff. Oh, <laughs> whoa, Archer! Well, this, is a, this is a family show. It's a family show. Um, so I'm, I'm gonna I'm looking this up just out of curiosity. Yeah, look that up, and then we'll uh, transition. Uh, okay. I don't know. I kind of take it back. Those numbers aren't that great on his on his stuff. The the va the va is not. How's Paula? <laughs> yeah, the, the the va is at least uh, this has a, a negative four point eight, which isn't great. Is that on so. Nicholas or Selby? Nicholas. Okay. Gotcha. Okay. Um, 
Ethan, you know, uh, we discussed this as well uh, before we started the show. Um, the Pirates have to make moves if they're going to add guys. And like you said, it's going to be most likely a very sparse uh, protection list here. Um, so what are some candidates, some names here that you could potentially see the Pirates moving on from to add these guys to the 40? Yeah, there was there was going to be so much room whenever yeah. they, they had – Typically, the Pirates don't have a lot of pending free agents, so there's never they never have space. They're always operating on a forty full forty man. And when I was projecting out, I was like, "Oh wow, there's actually going to be space here for all the players who need to come off the IL." And of course, you know that was before the trade deadline, and I should have known better. So <laughs> it's it's not going to be that now. So I mean, you're probably looking at someone like. Thomas Hatch, depending on how he finishes out the year. I think uh, waiver wire pickups are always more likely to be kind of like injuries. The, the the greatest barometer of future injury is past injury. The uh, greatest barometer of waivers is future waivers of past waivers. Um, uh, <laughs> oh, who was I going to say here? Uh, probably an easy one is Capra. Is it Capra or Capra? I don't even know. Oh, Vinny Capra. Yeah. <laughs> that that was that that was a mis- that was kind of a out of nowhere ad right around the dead. I honestly forgot he was there. <laughs> to be honest, when I saw the Pirates called him up, I was like, "Who? I don't yeah. remember this name." That's a yeah, that's a good. Uh... Os- Osvaldo Beto, I think would uh would fairly easily pass the waivers. Yeah. Um. Uh. I was. I would have said, "Rookie, pitches, yeah, has pitched well. Has pitched well enough to maintain the spot. He's he's eligible for arbitration. I if I did my math correctly, and he's going to be right at five point zero 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 at the end of the year. So really. he'll ex- have exactly one more year left of arbitration. Oh. Where's so, Andre Jackson? I'm forcing you up a run today." Jackson or Barucki, who we I Jackson, sorry. Yeah, I would have had Jackson on the outs. Um <laughs> I I'm still not hundred percent sure what they're doing here with this starting. This if not, I just don't think they have anyone else. <laughs> but he's definitely more intriguing now. Yeah. He now he'll be out of options, which is often an issue. You have to look for someone like that. That'll come into your decision making. Mm-hmm. You know, like, can he start the year on the on the roster next year? Yeah. Um, Joshua Palacios, I think the team really likes him. <laughs> yeah, I was about I was you just can, about to mention him as a cut. Yeah, I mean, you. He probably, I I'm pretty I'm fairly certain they like him as you know minor league depth and minor league veteran and. Sure, he's he's shown out as a as a pinch hitter, and he seems to have had some exciting moments. But it's one of those things when you step back and from those exciting moments, and you kind of see, you know, is this is this a long term play? So mm-hmm. he's probably he's probably not one of the one of the first names to go. Mm-hmm. But again, like I said, I just I think they like him. They might and... value his defense enough to where they might keep him because he we have to. Nola, at least you have to admit that his defense in the outfield has been fairly Palacios. Yeah, yeah, but I guess the problem is 
I mean, I guess it's going to depend. Can't surpass the right field starter, Henry Davis. Because, oh, yeah. Which is funny because he is listed as an outfielder on their. Is he really? Yeah. That's hysterical. I mean, they have seven outfielders on here. (laughs) So if if not Palacios, I mean, I don't know. I, I might, it might be finally be time for my boy Cal. He's been hurt. He, that's he been very hitting as well as he did. I could he, see he was, that. He wasn't hitting as well as he did last year to start the year, and now he's been hurt most of the year. And the noodle arm doesn't help matters. <clears throat> I could see this would surprise some fans probably. I could see Cody Bolton kind of a little further down that list. Um, no, it's it's one other. The way they're using I, him, I, I could see it because they haven't been using him. Uh, like yeah. they for him once. Per- personally, I, I think Max Cranick's time might be coming up to an end. Yeah, I think that'll depend which, on if he can, you know, pitch it all here in, in September. Yeah, which he he's got to come off the sixty, and then, anyways, too. So they got to open a spot for him. Which that's one other guy here I want to mention. Does Tukipita Marcar? Tukip uh, Marcano does Marcano. Survive the off season. He's got a now, you know, coming into the season, they'll be able to put him on the sixty day IL. But does he survive the entire off season as a? Yeah, and then I started thinking about that too because they're gonna have to. Because I mean, Mike Burroughs is gonna be another one too. So they would have two guys that are gonna begin the year on the sixty. Yeah, uh, JT Boobaker too, likely. Yeah, so... yeah. Uh, they 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 might fifteen him. Because it was like right in early spring, so it'd be close. I guess it depends on whether he's on the 14-month or the 12-month. You know, yeah. Tough. Isn't it often 12 to 14 is the projection? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure if it was Vasquez or Brubaker. It might have been Vasquez. So it just might have curiosity. But Vasquez, Vasquez, I don't – One do, of do you mean Vasquez? Technically, one of them didn't have Tommy John. Technically, and I can't remember which. It was Velasquez. He okay. had he had like a partial kind of, not a full something like that. Okay. Yeah. So his timeline's a little up, shorter. Interestingly, I I'm just looking up because uh, I mean, if they didn't want to bring him along too quickly, I mean, Brew Baker does have options left. What does he? Uh, have? He does, and he'll be at four years of service, so he won't be at five, but. Um, so they'll they would be allowed to they'd be allowed to option them. I certainly don't see that, but <laughs> and of course we're talking. Uh, and, and, I mean, spots, and but... the, there's the other aspect too. Of, I mean, they might wheel and deal at the end of the season too. Oh no! I mean, whenever I said that we're three months out from these decisions, Rule Five draft talk is one thing, but talking about who's going to stay or go is even more nebulous. You know, yeah. you'll have your You'll have your Ryan LeVar and Wade show up here sometime at the at, towards the end of the year, and um, it'll be and I don't. There's not a whole lot of players left that still need to come off the sixty day at this point, Art. Is there? Uh, like you said, Granick will need a spot. Cruz, Garcia's going to Garcia and Velasquez will go to free agency. Yeah, so they aren't even. They won't need a spot, but I'm talking in season. Uh, um, uh, o- O'Neill Cruz, yeah, yeah, 
It's basically him and Kranich, likely. Yeah. But yeah, so no I, matter I how be, much... I, would, I wouldn't be surprised to see them make some low-level moves yeah. before having to uh, come up with the protection list. Yeah. Just a random vote. I forgot Brandon Ogle was still a part of the Pirates. I forget when that happened. Well, he I came back. I was in Altoona, and I saw he was pitching. I was like, "Wait a minute! I thought they traded him." They did, and then yeah. they 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 signed him this offseason to a minor league deal. No, I know. It's just I completely forgot that that happened. God, come on, Cody! I can't, man. I can't. I'm too pretty to. <sighs> too pretty to. Know. I don't know yeah. who told you that, but. They they so. traded him. He he and then he became a minor league free agent, and then they signed him. It's like in February, and I actually think there, I don't remember if he did. But I was gonna say I want to say there was a game where he was pitching and Gutierrez was catching, and I was like, full circle, full circle. <laughs> there's a there's another one, Jeff. He's a favorite of yours, and he's gonna be a minor league free agent. That's not even rule five. That's minor league free agency. What's gonna happen? Gutierrez? No yeah. <sighs> I don't think they can. I don't think you I, – I think – I mean, I hope they bring him back, but – What are you going to do? I don't think... you, can't, you can't sing your Father Abraham song anymore. Uh, Father Abraham hits many bombs, and many bombs hits Father Abraham. <laughs> he hit one that went on IL. Hopefully he gets healthy. <laughs> <laughs> Well, on that note, um, Ethan, is there any uh, little tidbits you'd like to add before we wrap the show up, brother? I don't think so. That's what we're just bringing up Gutierrez. There was just making me look at this list of minor league free agents, and but that's way Bob. That's probably too far down the rabbit hole. There are a couple names here that you know are are common, more of those fan favorite. We need to protect. With your Tainage Thomases and Mason Martin and Godspeed, whenever they they're, when they're gone this offseason, fans don't know why. Which, which speak of the devil, uh, Mason Martin's been uh, his second tour of AAA so far is going pretty well. Yeah, didn't he just hit a bomb? Uh, double. Oh, was it a double? A two, a two run double, but I mean he's batting two eighty two with eight hundred OPS. So, I mean it's only like forty five at bats, but. Small sample Boom. size, man. You got to go yeah. with it. Go with oh. it. And then you got to tweet it out and say he's the best ever. <laughs> he has cometh. <laughs> Him. Yeah, I, I, I think what's going to be most interesting with Ethan's list is, yeah, just so many other random names. And it's just like, oh, I, I know me and him were joking about it, but uh, Christopher Cruz was like, ah, wow, really? Already? And it, he hasn't even got out of the complex league. I won't be surprised if he's the one that's let go soon because he, he signed for what, 900K? Yeah, that sounds right. Yeah, it's always that, that was one of the only other groups I made on this list. It was, you know, it's the guys at some point, you know, whenever he was acquired, you'd think, oh, Hudson Head, he's the big, he's the big deal. And he, he was the main piece of the, of the Musgrove trade and, and, you know, not anymore. And, and God bless him, Brendan Malone, not none of, Nothing I don't think that he has control over. And that's just kind of upsetting just on a personal level for him, I'm sure. 
I think you've talked mm-hmm. to him in the past, haven't you, Cody? And yeah, um, yeah, good guy. And it's sure. just stuff never worked out. I'm telling you, he's he's gonna find full health at some point and become a shutdown closer. I mean, Drake Fellows too, another guy who's been through the ringer. And yeah, I, I think he was up to 93 today. Was he? Yeah, it was like 92.9, but we round up. And Car- Carlos Carlos Jimenez, a favorite of Pirates prospects, who just kind of disappeared. With does anyone know what? Was it you know ailing him? But he's back now pitching, and and mm-hmm. he was kind of a dark horse last season. The same with Mario mm-hmm. Lopez, and he's been out all season. And D'Lo uh, Lopez, Rodolfo, I wish you were here. <laughs> Rodolfo Nolasco for the longest time has kind of been on the back end of the top twenty prospects. I know Fangrass loves him. He's got really high exit velocities, if I'm not mistaken, and it's just, mm-hmm. you know it's just those players. That low, I just every now and then fans will bring them up. Someone like Emmanuel Torreira, we never even discussed, but you know, it's just that's kind of the that this season's name. It's just you know, you just it's too low, too far away to even really consider. Mm-hmm. Torreira is the fish that got away from Nolan. <laughs> now everybody's talking about him. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I. If any more than anything, yeah, I, I, this list is more of just like looking at it, it's just like man, so many of these kids, just injuries never worked. Development just dealt, development hasn't really panned out. So yeah. many of these outfielders, I mean, it's funny, you know, him mentioning Hudson Head, and then yeah, Connor Scott's on there too, which he he would be again, but I don't know. I, I think there might, I think overall there might even be a mass exodus of uh, minor league players this summer. Or oh well, I mean, I was gonna say a hundred and I think I had hundred and fourteen names as eligible, but thirty-two of them then drop off at the end of the year for as minor league free agents, which is a really high number for the Pirates. They that's they're gonna easily get under the new domestic reserve list cap. <laughs> um, now depending on how many they bring back, but that's still I just look it's over eighty. It's over eighty names, and you know what just fans I don't know, do or don't understand it's just you know everyone's eligible even the the lowest of lowest prospects still eligible doesn't mean anyone's ever going to pick them or or maybe they'll become rule five minor league rule five fodder like the mass mm-hmm. exodus last year of how to just kept names upon names and how like um, th- this but, out of curiosity how many years in a row was santiago flores available because I remember his name being like every year. It seemed like. Uh, I had I let me pull that up. No, but yeah, he's he's another one who's gonna be gone here. Yeah. Uh, just you know, who was always oh, no, a, hope... a, an arm fans loved, and just it never. I did myself. Nobody. I hope nobody takes Will Crow. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> the answer to your question, Cody, is twenty times. This will be the fourth year that he will be eligible. And Jeez. probably for at least three of those, fans, some fans have been like, we need to protect Santiago Flores. We um, won't name names. No, no. Hey. There's probably somebody out there. Yeah, I can yes. think of one specifically that likely. <laughs> Bob, we know you love pitchers. Yes, we do. <laughs> you name drop. Bob, we love you, buddy. We love you, man. But, uh, you don't need to protect every pitcher out to known to me. Okay. It's okay. Buddy. 
If we lose them, it's okay. Yeah, if we're going to close with anything, it's that, and I always say this, and it feels silly as we talk about it three months away, that it's just, it's one of the most overblown topics in all of, if not, if not fate sports or all of baseball. If not all of baseball, or oh my goodness, too late at night. All of sports. <laughs> it's something that's given the most air runtime and just, it just doesn't matter. And I mean, I it's probably, from it's probably a guy we have nothing has, else to talk about. Uh, definitely, as pirate fans, you know, there's absolutely nothing else to talk about in in November. Yeah. <laughs> so it's you know, <laughs> one to hold on to every single prospect you can, but it's just it's at the end of the day, it's the most talked about, but just least important in reality. Mm. But again, coming from a guy who has every single name in the spreadsheet of when it's happening. <laughs> and this will probably not be the last discussion I have on some podcast somewhere in the next three months. So you guys are just, you know, you're in early. Yeah. We we, we appreciate everything you do. <laughs> <laughs> but guys, that's going to do it for this episode of 2HG. Um, if you haven't already, please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Um, this episode will not be on YouTube. Um, as I mentioned, uh, Murph is kind of the video guy uh, and he's not with us today after some technical issues but um rate review subscribe to the podcast the audio version and you can even subscribe to our youtube channel i'll put that uh link in the description so that way you guys can uh, follow it help us out um but as always we're going to leave you with our our socials so you can follow us Uh, i'll start with myself you can follow me at 2hg013 on uh x or twitter whatever the hell you want to call it i'm still calling it twitter so yeah, yeah. Nola, go ahead. What's your social name? At Nola Jeffy, N O L A J E F F Y. What do you guys got working on the Bod Squad? Ah, uh, well, I just uh, dropped my uh, Valhalla article today, talking about a uh, vertical approach angle VAA and horizontal approach angle HAA. It's uh it's fun, complicated stuff. Talked to uh, Alex Chamberlain. I reached out to him. At uh, he writes for fan graphs and he's got that pitching leaderboard. Real nice guy. Uh, was very helpful. Um, yeah, some of the yeah, observations. He was pretty helpful from what you showed us. So, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then also we have to shout out uh Murphy at double underscore Murphy eighty eight. Follow the the, the leader, the leader of the bot squad. Bucks on deck. <laughs> Substack. Yeah, man. Ethan, why don't you drop your uh, your Twitter? I'm calling it Twitter. I don't give a shit. Drop your uh, tw- fine by me. <laughs> drop your Twitter handle, man, so people can. Uh... That's that's where I do most of my interacting. It's uh, just my name, E T H A N H U L L I H E N. I might be showing up here and there on that. Apparently, the Bod Squad. This I did not know. Um, depending if I have anything to say. More than likely, that'll become the offseason here. But other than that, just follow along on Twitter. Absolutely. That's where you can find me. Absolutely. And like I said, everybody, uh, we love you very much. Rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. And throw us a subscribe on YouTube to help us out. Um, yeah, we love you. Peace out. Deuces.